This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. No, no debacle. No, no. This motherfucker's doing exactly what he wants to. Kevin Stefanski believes in their identity. Yeah, Kevin said, uh, yeah, this is normal. Normal football. But like I said, I feel like he could be a featured back. But there is not a thing on the field, okay, that Hunt does better than Chubb. I'm sorry. see we only play the Bengals twice okay so that gives you two more wins let's say you sweep the Bengals again right that gives you two more wins that's four where are the other ones coming from difference a week makes and I guess if you want to get right and you're the Cleveland Browns schedule a game with the Cincinnati Bengals because I mean ever since Joe Burrow has been in Cincinnati there's one thing he can't do and that's beat the Browns no it's a goddamn shame don't you feel bad for him (laughs) <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was an absolute dismantling. It was not looking good in that first drive either. You know, Cincinnati marching down the field. Yeah. You just know they're going to score a touchdown. And <clears throat> right. Miles Garrett got his hand on that pass. And then, and then the whole world changed. The whole world changed. And I loved it. Every minute of it. I can tell you what, staying up late for that game on a Monday night. No, and a balanced attack as well. It didn't feel like an intrusion in my life like it normally feels. Okay. And, And in the second half of football, they did what a team with a running game is supposed oh, to do. How often they have we clock. seen that this season? And Probably. did you see the victory formation at the end of the game? Well, wait, but 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 again, I was on Sunday, same subject. Right. There I was, pissed off watching the watching the New England's Patriots play the Jets, right? And you know they 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 finally they got it to where there was, you know, the Jets didn't have there any more go. timeouts. And what did Bill Belichick do? 
Well, he nailed on the fucking ball. He nailed on and, uh, and, yeah. and won the game. They call it a victory formation for a reason. And uh, I was I was happy to see the Browns put themselves in a position to <laughs> and then execute the victory the formation. The, head. the victory formation. That's it, dude. I mean, you know, listen. Yeah, it, it, it's fucking great. So, um, and uh, immediately here, I'm going to go to. Uh, the uh, TBF Nation magazine on Flipboard. That's you can catch that at uh, flipboard.com slash daddy jams. And in the suite of magazines that we got out there, one of them's TBF Nation. And for those of you that don't understand, and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't understand, yes. well, there's some things I don't understand. But TBF Nation, is that's for this Browns fans nation. And, and this is TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Uh, a natural uh, successor to the This Browns Fan podcast, which we ran for 13 years. Um, and it, it, yeah. it feels like... And at least this game... Sooner than later, we're going to get to talk about a team we're proud of. Really be proud of. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Let, let's talk about that. So so the Browns mm-hmm. come out after the bye. Right. Um. And they start doing what they were doing before the Cincinnati game. That's it's, not going to, yeah, the, 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 the luster uh, of this game will fade. If this game <clears> is the start of, of players something. said that, look, it's a start. It's a start. Then it's a good thing. Then, then, then it's a good thing. Oh, well, there's a couple things. When it comes to pro football focus, if you're really looking to rank individual players based on actual performance and metrics captured during the playing of football games, you know, PFF is probably one of the best places to go. And the top-rated player for defense and the top-rated player for offense, both are a Cleveland Brown. You got Nick Chubb on offense, Miles Garrett on defense, and 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 look, that spin that was that Miles Garrett did on that second uh, drive, and then the little dance on, afterwards, on like drive, the thriller dance you know, afterwards. Um, oh. You know, after the tip, that was a thing of beauty. <clears throat> it was, it was now, I I I thought he wasn't very good at that myself. Um, Want to know about it, it, it? Was Halloween? Dance. It was Halloween. Somebody asked me, it, what was that dance it, that it was Miles like, okay, was doing Miles, after that's great. the, the second? I, I was I, like, I think it was Thriller. So that's how good the Thriller dance was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm. I think that was Thriller. I'm not real sure. Right. Yeah. You know what he should have did was the arms <laughs> up thing. You know. <laughs> You know, the zombie But no, arms. it worked. I mean, it worked. Then, then we'd have known what he was trying to do. Oh, yeah. When he okay. started <laughs> tilting his head like that. Yeah. <laughs> to the side. Yeah. So, uh, one of the articles I wanted to start looking at is by a guy named Corey Kinnon. It was on Brown's Wire. It was mm-hmm. this, upon further review. We we visited the work of Corey earlier this year in the podcast. What stood out from the all 22 of beatdown versus Bengals? 
It feels good to be back and writing an all twenty-two breakdown on the Cleveland Browns after a win. I'll bet it does because no. it's no sucks fun to when they lose because that all twenty-two never shows you anything good, right? And after 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 four straight losses, the Browns found a way to not only beat the Cincinnati Bengals on Halloween, but to dismantle them. Up by four scores at one point in the game, the Browns won by a final of thirty-two to thirteen to advance Ooh, to two and one uh, in the division and uh, three and five on the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, 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 they're not winning non-divisional games here. I can tell you that. Okay. Uh, uh, and now the coach's film is out and we can see what went down from an all 22 level, just as we do every week. And of course, most weeks we don't care to, but you know, um, we take a look at what stood out most upon further review of the Dude, much needed we needed that Browns win and we went win. out and got and was that okay, did the Browns need that win is or not what? as bad as that score looked but we played a hell of a game <clears throat> excuse me all right Jedrick Wills played his most complete game of the season. Despite the broadcast clips that float around about left tackle Jedrick Wills every single week, the third-year player has stacked good performances in four of his last five games. His week against the Baltimore Ravens was bad. Extremely, extremely bad. But he rebounded this week, and and it may be his best performance of the season. Wills always plays the Bengals and Trey Hendrickson well, and this showing was no different. Wills' foot speed and use of his hands continue to be top-notch qualities about his game, but finding consistency in his level of physicality and ability to play through the whistle have been the knocks on him. Sure, you can find a bad rep or two in this game, but you can find that from any offensive lineman on a week-to-week basis. Overall, Wills was nasty consistent as a lockdown pass protector and put together some fun tape on the field for the Browns. And by the way, I highly recommend you guys go and look at this and look at the clips from the all 22 that you're going to see uh, that demonstrate what, what young Mr. Uh, uh, what's his name again? Damn it. Anyway, uh, Corey Kinman has, is putting down in this article. Cause I, I thought it was pretty good. So Isaiah Thomas deserves to keep his snaps over Isaac Rochelle and Chase Winovich. The Browns found a solid rotational defensive end in the seventh round of the 22 draft in Isaiah Thomas. With Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowning leading the ways as the starter still, Thomas and third rounder Alex Wright have been more than sufficient as the rotational pieces. Even with a healthy Isaac Isaac Rochelle, Thomas still saw snaps over him as the fourth defensive end in the rotation. And it needs to stay this way. Thomas has earned every single snap he is getting and has proven capable to handle more. He even got his first career sack against the Bengals as well, beating Jonah Williams with a nasty chop-rip move off of the left side. Even with Clowney likely to like likely set to walk after this season, the Browns have a solid rotational piece in Thomas to soften the blow. 
Wright likely takes over as starter in 2023, but but they may need one less defensive end this offseason than initially thought. By the way, on that subject of Jadavian Clowney, I'd just like to point something out. If Jadavian right. is going to focus on the money, okay, Jadavian's no. going to leave, okay, because the Browns ain't going to have a whole lot of money to throw at his ass. Now, what? Look, even if the Browns don't end up making the playoffs, if Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson comes yep. back and everybody can start to see what this is going to look like, right? Jadavian Clowney may stay because remember, Jadavian Clowney exactly. came back to Cleveland so that he could play with Deshaun Watson again. And uh, I don't think he said, yeah, I'll take the last six games of the season and that's it. Because if it, so, if 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 Deshaun can put the taste in these guys' mouth that while this year might not be the year because of the maybe not unforeseen, but certainly the circumstances that were, um, then maybe, maybe. Right. Um, maybe you, well, you get to retain a lot of guys Jadani, that Jadani you wouldn't Jadani otherwise well. be able to. Um, now I'm not, this isn't an absolute, obviously. Okay. Um, but he is not on the same pace with mm-hmm. sacks as he was last year. Okay. He got no. nine last year, which was, which is a big return to form for him. Okay. Which made him very appealing to he's appealing out in the market okay he's at 1.5 right now now we have not we're not done with the season he could tack on whatever more okay Mm -hmm. she could go on a tear and end up with 12 sacks we don't know okay there's enough games left for it to happen okay um but if the pace sort of continues and this kind of continue i could see him rounding it out with like six seven yeah right that's not the same you know what I mean? That's not the same as he was this past offseason. His numbers are not going to be the same. Okay. You will have, I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I absolutely. I do I think absolutely he's taking a lot of I heat off the miles, say, so. I I almost want to say this year to me, he almost looks. <clears throat> in, in some games, he's almost looked to me more consistent of actually getting pressure i'd have to actually look at like stats on that pressure not hits not touches or hits yeah i i think you're right too i think you're right too well look we'll look for for a long time because remember now after week two there was a big drought for miles in terms of getting sacks because there were there he was in week two and all he right, needs one right. more sack, yeah. he's going to break Blake. I mean, break you know, Clay Matthews it, record. Right? was out. It took him three know, more weeks uh, to do that. And he's <laughs> getting double, triple teamed, you know, and held. On- what well, Miles Garrett is statistically the most double teamed right. defensive over, uh, what's his lineman name on the, uh, in wall? the National Football oh, wow. League. Okay. That's just, yes, he is the most double-teamed defensive lineman in the National Football League. He gets more and there you have double it. and I triple mean, teams that says a than lot any about, other defensive I mean, it's difficult. Player. I mean, he's playing, man, 
we're only he's only going to get better. I mean, God. Uh, well, we hope so. I mean, I, I worry about Miles with uh, long thing, COVID effects and some other things. I've seen energy issues. I've seen energy yeah. issues with Miles Garrett, and then the uh, and then the, uh, the the auto accident this year. There's a lot of things that well, I mean, yeah. seem the to other be thing is we have factors really that may limit his career. In okay, Garrett, this year Clowney is. Last year, he took 74% of the snaps. This year, he's still sitting at 61. That was a game last week. This well, this past Monday was a game where we got to see them together. Okay. Right. Okay. Haven't had that since really the first game of the year. Beautiful thing. Okay. So. Now I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something that I really liked about this game. This is an offensive observation um, that it was a case study in why just keep handing the ball off. In the in the past weeks, what we've seen is Kevin Stefanski kind of give, you know, perfunctory importance to his running game. And then, you know, if he, if he has a couple runs where Chubb only gets two, three yards or whatever, and then he'll kind of stray away and it becomes almost exclusive passing. Well, with backs like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the, 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 the defenses on the other side of the ball, they're going to be focusing on stopping your running. And a lot of times, yeah. you know, when you plan to stop something, you 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 can be successful at that. But with the with the zone run that the Browns run and the movement on those lines and the way those holes open up, and Nick's ability to pick right. his hole and Just then go to it, um, he's gonna break one. That, okay, but you 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 never get to the run he's gonna break if you don't keep handing in the ball. And I will just say this: the statistic stands when you hand Nick Chubb the ball twenty times or more, yeah, you win. He's gonna get twenty-three carries, one hundred and one yards, two or three yards. You win. That doesn't okay. mean most running teams. When you know that's your game and that's who you are, you continue to do it. Right, but well, I, I, mean, I, I love how actually feeling like, like, wow, Nick only got 101 yards. There are a lot of good things yeah. about it. <laughs> but What it does go. show me and it proves to me is that there are many games this year where, uh-huh. where Chubb was having a better game than he was in this past game, okay? Where if you, you, you applied that same kind of thinking, hey, let's run this ball, okay? Neither came out with a win. Now that is behind us. Hopefully we're taking... Everybody takes full notes of what we did on Monday, and it advances throughout the year. Because now they, yeah. the 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 easy part of the season where all that made sense to get the easy wins, we fucked that up. It's over. It's over. Um, <laughs> it's right. We we yeah, yeah we're the screwed. Browns are, coming the out Browns of the bye, man. It's Miami, Buffalo, Tampa Bay. They, they're okay. out of proving <laughs> they can hang. They gonna have to hang. They gotta hang just to get back to the five hundred. Hmm. Well, come on. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. They gotta win 
two of the next three just to get to 500. All right. And, and, and then, then and think, and let's say you win those first two. I don't know how you're going to go. I don't know how you're going to go and beat, beat the bills in Buffalo. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how the Browns are going to do that. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I'll say this. I think if there's a team that's capable of doing it, the Browns could be that team. The Browns are the biggest underachievers, I think, this year based on roster depth and talent. Especially given the fact that they are the number seven offense overall by points in the league. Okay? They're They're over 25 points a game. And you don't do that and not... You know, it usually reflects in the winning record. And keep in mind that the Browns are, what was it, a total of six points away from having three more wins. Okay? And and again, if the Browns Browns have three more wins, they're six and two, not three and five. Okay? So, I mean, now listen, they absolutely lost – against the Patriots. But the Patriots game is the only game that the Browns were not in and didn't have an opportunity to win. I did not listen. Um, And I would just like to ask you guys right now, did you listen to Andrew Barry's press conference? Well, let let us just listen to what he has to say on Deshaun Watson's return. We'll just take that excerpt, and then I will I will send this out to you and to all listeners of TBF for Browns fans podcast. Please go listen and now listen, Andrew. You gotta listen to Andrew, okay? Because he will put you to sleep if you're not listening to the words he's saying. Because he's not he's not like a dynamic speaker or anything like that, okay? But 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 he says it. He says what he means. He means what he says, and here's what he says. Um, on Deshaun you know, Watson's been, return, he's been focused okay, on you, you know working on himself. He's um, stayed in great shape. He's he's been a part of the meetings, and um, you know he's he's done everything um, and more that's been asked of him. And you know we'll be excited to have him when he can, can continue to ramp up football activities and get back on the practice field. Guard against him kind of being viewed as I don't want to savior, whatever you want to call it, when he comes back for those those last six games, depending on where you guys sit. Yeah, you know honestly, Tom, I don't. That's not something that we can necessarily control internally. That's that's not really our, our mindset. Our mind our mindset, you know, with him is when when he's available and back, we'll you know we'll welcome him back and, and get him ramped up appropriately. But until that point, you know, it's really the focus on the guys who are playing and um, and obviously at the quarterback position, getting Jacoby prepared to play um, and putting our best foot forth against the upcoming opponent. Do you expect him to play in the Houston game? Yes, we would. That, that Deshaun will be able to hit the ground running and you know not have to be knocking two years of rust off. Why, why will he be okay? Yeah, look, I, I think you know we we spent a lot of time with um, you know with Deshaun in the spring and camp and um, banked a lot of good reps during the time. And that being said, like I don't, I don't think that um, like our approach isn't to really any quarterback, but you know certainly with the time that Deshaun has had off to expect him to shoulder shoulder everything you know that's not necessarily how the 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 team is designed or you know or or put together um you know i don't know that that would be a fair ask for 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 any quarterback but 
um, look, we'll we'll in a couple of weeks we'll 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 be in that world where we're, we're getting him ready to play and um, we'll handle it appropriately. We spent a I like that. Okay. By the way, when yeah. asked, so you expected Deshaun's going to play against the Texans? He said, yes. He, um, there was no hesitation. There was nothing. Yeah, yes, he, yes, he's going to play. I mean, they're in. They're in. The Browns are all in on this guy, whether you like it or not. Right. If you're a Browns hey, fan, quick little kind of, I guess you're kind of at the point where you got to hope this works out. Forty-one rushing yards and on pace for almost eighteen hundred yards and twenty-one touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's also he's also not only I not think only he might does lead he the lead also in the league in rushing, uh, first but he down also rushes, leads the 39. league in rushing touchdowns. By the way, that that on pace he is on is is if he starts getting the carries that he really okay. should be getting, honestly. A, yeah. a guy that's rushing this good and <clears throat> into more so the point not not advocate rushing him into the dirt. So I'm not going to sit here and say give him 30 carries a game. But I do think I do think now what he got last game, if they do what they've done this past game, I really do not have any arguments. No. But if I was to absolutely right. 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 As I say, 20 20 carries a game or slightly <clears throat> more. I am not. Um, listen, I yeah. watched Dave Wanstat literally run Rick, Ricky into the ground. But yeah. I was going to okay. say um, when he was when he was with the 40, when he was with times, the Dolphins. 40, yeah. you know, I, I, mean, I watched him on a Monday night say, game run Ricky game. Williams 48 times. But what I was what I was going to say is like. I would. Oh, they won the, the game, though. They won the game. Him, I just want I you to know. Okay. <laughs> a game for the rest of the season or, or yeah, around there. Well, the game of support. Yep. Um, and if he got 25 a, a game at this point, he'd still have a chance of cracking 2,000. Yeah. Mean, I mean. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's. That's, I think. You know, I, I listen. I think it's yeah, a given no that Nick Chubb's going to have a thousand yard season this year. Okay, if if for some reason That's, Nick Chubb ended up not getting a thousand yards this year, you'd really be scratching your fucking head. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, Kareem Hunt, by the way, made it past the trade deadline. Nobody dealt right. Kareem Hunt, and I think a lot of that because I don't think the Browns didn't get any calls. Okay. But I think a lot of it had to do with his performance on Monday night. Although, although you got to believe that at that time, with the trade deadline mm-hmm. being the next day, and the fact that the Browns were no actually doubt. playing yeah. him in the game, yeah, man, they, they had were, already they, pretty much decided, yeah. now we're not trading Kareem Hunt. Because you, no, you don't, don't take an yeah. asset, you don't take an asset that you intend in trading and then expose him to potential oh, oh, injury. Oh, oh my God, Mitchell was the. Trade How about them Cavs the, boys? How oh about the God. Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, 
Well, it's looking like he's the trade of the summer. Best best trade made by any team right now. And come on, guys. It's, it's seven games played right now, okay? So, yeah, cool right. your jets because well, I mean, there's, there's a long road trip coming, which starts with the Philadelphia 76ers. By the way, by the yeah. way, the Philadelphia oh, really? 76ers who just game. lost Harden. Well, James I mean, here's Harden my thing with the Cavs that I really like. Okay, and yes, we do not need to yeah. get ahead of ourselves all the way yet. But basketball is a um, it's a sport of runs in the game and in record. Okay, um, how long those runs are and how long you can sustain them usually is the record. So let's see how long they yes. can sustain their first winning streak. Okay. And then let's see when they finally lose, whether they go on a losing streak or they lose a game. Yes. And they go right back to winning. Right. Right. I mean, I am I mean, certainly right now, rooting I for Milwaukee to lose beat, a game so we can I mean, be tied for first place in the East. About Milwaukee, they so were putting we were Milwaukee tonight. almost hand in hand with Boston, even though. Okay. Yep. And then we've just gone and beat Boston twice. Twice. Okay? I mean... And- and by the way, guys, it was my intention for this podcast. Had the Browns gone and shit a brick, right? That we'd have had TBF a Browns fans podcast, and we'd have talked almost exclusively about the Cavaliers because I can't, I can't, I can't talk about Kevin Stefanski fucking being bullheaded and not calling a game. And by the way. The one thing I didn't agree with Andrew Barry on was this idea that Kevin Stefanski should keep calling the plays. Uh, you you want to know? I, listen, I do not object to the game he called on Monday night, except yeah. for except for that, except for what the hell was that on the second drive? What the fuck no, was that reverse I'm, I'm that you called this. where Amari Cooper is passing the ball? What I in the hell think, were you thinking about? I, I think just like some people, some fans can see and some analysts can see the kind of offense they want to run. They are so prepared for on Watson right now. And I think that last clip you just played, okay, what I liked about it most, and I was going to comment on that, is that they are getting people ready for uh-huh. Watson possibly not playing good. Because, I mean, the realism here is if Watson comes in, now if Watson comes in and he's otherworldly and he comes out, and I don't expect him to be 100% no matter what, okay? But if his 60%, okay, is good enough to get us a win, if, if his... Uh-huh. Okay, but but that's that. I, well, I get you. Okay, I, get well, you. I think I Watson you, at sixty percent can hit that well, wide open you, Amari you, Cooper. I it's swear a hard to God. thing in okay, football to God. gauge somebody sixty or seventy percent whether it's the difference of an in, of an interception or not. Okay, you getting what I'm saying? But can, but can let me ask you this though. Let me so let me ask you this. Don't well, you think that's that? What, a, well, let me get to that. 60, let me get to that. Sixty-five percent good watch right now, not good as hundred percent is or not. Okay. In theory, right now I'm just playing. In theory, let's say sixty percent Watson, right, is good enough okay. to get you a win. Okay. And then he goes, and we get a win with him on the first time he plays, right? And then he progressively progresses his way up throughout the season we could end up in the playoffs and in a very good spot 
now, but what to get people ready for and what I think they were doing, okay, is if 60% Watson, right, is not good enough to get you the win, okay? And then you have to see him lose his way up to this end of the season and then start to show glimpses of coming back to form, okay? You want to not have hyped your fan base up all the way. Yeah, we got it, guys. It's on now. You know, Watson's back. We're back. The coaches got him. We got his back. Blah, blah, blah. They did it what they should have did, and they're being realistic. Okay, he's going to start. We're not expecting him to come in here and carry. Okay, our team still has to win this game. And that's Watson. Right. Yeah, you still got to play team ball at this point. Deshaun Watson, I don't believe you can, and that's why I was happy to hear those words out of Barry's mouth. I don't believe you can expect him to be the guy that's going to carry the team. If you have a team that's in disarray and you bring Deshaun Watson you can't in, he's not going to make a difference. When he comes back the first time, not this year. it's going to take him some time to work into what they think he's going to be. Because all the time. And and here here's the other complication. So when I view the Browns, you know, again, let's just assume that, you know, what you don't want to do is lose the next three out the gate after the bye. Okay. You don't want to lose all three no, of them, but I don't think it's to realistic to expect game that you game. win all three of them either. So, but let's just say, let's just say you, let's just say you end up only winning one of them, that puts you at four and seven, okay? And you're now at the fucking outer edge of where there's no margin for error anymore. So ideally, the Browns want to win two of those next three games. I'll say this. Which would put you at five and six, okay? A game below 500, a game below 500, but certainly with a good shot, at having a good six game run and 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 possibly getting in seeing the Browns if they get to the playoffs this well, year, I'm I view, this. probably there, be a wild card. Like, and they're I, definitely gonna be sports, right? an upset special I'm kind of team. The fact that they to be logical and expect where you're going to lose and win and where you're gonna have rough spots and not. But the Browns should be the com- completely game by game oriented okay and honestly if if you're a part of the browns upper office and coaching staff shouldn't even have the opinion that there is a possibility to lose the next three games it should be game by game and that shouldn't even be a possibility why because you've already gone through your through your your all your theoretical possible wins and lost some of them. Okay. If they expect to salvage any of the season or have enough to where it's realistic that you get to the playoffs with Watson. Okay. This year, then they have to expect to win every game. They have to expect to win all three games. Well, at least, and at least one of those three games is not the game it seemed like it would have been no, at the beginning of the season. Is, I don't think as as anybody's fearing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be, That'll be the game he lights somebody up. I mean. Uh, 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. You no, no. Listen, no, that, they have to be exist. ever present. It even in, yeah, today's game—that's the like only thing. The next three What's games, beyond each that, game doesn't they play, even, that's doesn't the matter. last one. <clears throat> well, let me tell you why I don't think it's possible for them to to basically catch up to and possibly win the North, and I'll tell you why. Because one of the strengths that the Ravens have always had up until recently has been yes. that they've always had a stellar linebacker. Yes. Yeah. Right? Whether it was Ray Lewis. Um, oh, uh, Suggs. What was the other guy's yeah, name? Suggs. What was the other guy's name? Jeffrey Darrell, the linebacker that was just. He, he. Yeah, Terrell Suggs. Well, yeah, they just they did they they traded for Roquan Smith. I mean, my here's my opinion on the Ravens because I'm not necessarily like a Ravens linebacker. But the one thing I will remind you about the Ravens is the Ravens have been here and been in that good spot before. It's only really panned out one time for them, and that was what Jackson's rookie year when he was ridiculously good. Okay. Um. And since then, they've always it's always been an injury uh-huh. or something that is nagging their team for them not to be at full potential. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, okay? But what I'm saying is the Browns may get their chance. Yeah, but if they get if Roquan Smith, so if but all I'm saying if Roquan Smith comes in and bolsters bolsters the Ravens' defense, which is already decent. Already decent, but they get that sideline to sideline linebacker guy that's running around the field like Ray Lewis, rough. which is that's get, Roquan well, I, Smith. Okay, I get what you're saying. What that's I'm saying gonna be, though is that the that's Ravens be, the past three seasons that's gonna be, have that's continuously gonna be had some kind of nag something that's opened the window for somebody. Okay, and the Browns. Well, right, but that's why I think uh, that's why I yeah. think that they were in that same place, and that's why they made the move to get Roquan Smith because they need what they haven't had in the last couple of seasons, and that is somebody that can give their right. defense no the personality. Because see, part of the Ravens' mystique has always been dominating defense. Hey, uh, you know, I know we were just talking about Deshaun and everything, and they, and they have I'm not so been proud that of this Jacoby. Season. He did so well. 133.7 quarterback rating, 77.3 completion. Oh, my God. Was he good? Yeah, oh, my God. But let me tell you something. Tell me what quarterback in the last four years hasn't hasn't looked like that, oh, my God, guy, when the Browns played the Bengals. I mean, how much of this is just the Browns on the Bengals? Yes, I, yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield looked like an all-fucking-pro. Baker Mayfield looked like hey, best well, we fucking quarterback the in the goddamn number, world. The I can show you some of them fucking highlights, team, and, and, and Baker Mayfield team. wishes he could and play that well. I'm saying, man. No, but what I'm telling you is when you get into divisional rivalries, okay? <laughs> all right. I don't care. I don't care how good the Los Angeles Rams are or get. The 49ers are going to kick their ass. Okay? They always kick their ass. The Rams can't beat the Niners. Okay? 
during their Super Bowl year, the year that Los Angeles went to the Super Bowl, the Niners swept them. Okay? Last year, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. (laughs) There's only one of their divisional opponents that swept them. That was us. We owned their ass. All kinds of other really good teams, and they're winning those games more than we are. So... Some of that certainly is we have their number, I, I, I'm sure. But, dude, this is not a bad team by any stretch, and their quarterback is good. No, our team is not a bad team. That is not the point I'm making, but I'm well, asking you to just look at it logically. It doesn't matter whether the Browns are good or bad. If it's recent, if it's in well, the last five it's seasons, I, I whether the Browns Jacobi's. are good or bad doesn't well, matter. If you play the Bengals, you're going to get a win. Jacobi props when he comes out the next game and they look at each game one by one because they need to win all three of the next <laughs> games. And he and wins does the, the same thing. The same well, I'll tell you what, Miami happened. Miami could happen. Buff- Buffalo is not happening. No, it has to happen. See, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, the Browns cannot. The Browns as an organization right now cannot be thinking that way. There's no way. You cannot lose the games they lost at the beginning of this season and have this three-game stretch and be looking at any team on that schedule and not put a W on it. They have to be looking at it. That oh, there's I, not a person can be that, that cannot be happening. I agree at all. But have that you has to be Buffalo. A have you seen Buffalo play? I, I don't care. No, I'm just saying. I don't care. And neither should the Browns care. No, you respect <laughs> Buffalo. You respect Buffalo. You have to beat them. Guess what? Does Buff? You expect Buffalo not to lose a game this year? No, they're oh, going to lose a game. They're going to lose another game this year. You be the one that beats them. <laughs> it would be really nice to see that. Yeah, that's what has to happen. That's what has in a sport. Look, when I used to play game because I did semi-professional gaming, okay? Yeah, it would because I did what people call professional gaming now. Before you know what I mean, you had all the money and stuff in it, okay? Yeah. I used to tell people, and this is not a joke. This is one of these is like a true freaking story. They're, they were going on bragging all about the other team and how we weren't going to be able to do it. I said, I told them, well, then get out and get off of the team then. I don't want to hear about how we're not going to beat them. And that's how the Browns need to be. They need to beat whoever, whoever they're hey going to play, regardless how good they are. I, I'm going to show you something. I, I just, I just, uh, I just sent this in the chat, oh, guys, funny. and I'll just say, I was as happy as George Clinton that's playing hilarious. football. Look at that picture there. That's an AI-generated Dolly picture. I said, give me an oil painting of George Clinton playing football. Right, by the way, right. does, does that look like does that look like our running back coach or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so when you're happy, yeah. um, that's, that's my saying, new expression I'm of happiness. I'm like George Clinton playing like, football. What's that like? Good, like that? As a football, <laughs> it's them as a football team. They cannot, they cannot think that way, or they're not going to win. If the, that team's that good, if the Bills are that good, they can't be thinking that way, or they're going to lose the game. Oh, no, they got to to the Browns on the day they go to Orchard Park, okay? 
The Bills got to be just another football team. Josh Allen's got to be just another piece of meat for Miles Garrett to sack. Okay. You cannot stand back in awe. How many games did, did right. the Bulls win right. because the no, team on the other side was in awe like, of Michael you Jordan? Listen to Charles Barkley. He was on the Oprah show with Jordan. And he was remember he said, Look, when I'm on the court out there with Jordan, I don't I don't act I don't treat him like he's the best player on the court. I'm the best. I treat myself like I think of myself as the best player. He's like, now he not I think even on the show you admit anyhow, yeah, Jordan's better than me. But when we're on that court. When that game starts, I'm the best guy on the court, or at least I'm going to believe I am for the amount of time that that game lasts, because I'm about to try to play with. I, exactly. I'm going to give myself the best chance to win, period. Okay. For as long as I need to. That's right. You damn skippy. But all I'm saying is, is that as Browns fans, we should be very cognitive. And this is as Browns fans, not as Browns players. We should be very cognitive of the idea that if, you know, listen, if you wanted to spell a way to, you know, make things, you know, put hey, things back on track, we game. need to win bad. Well, we, when do we hey, play the listen, There was a lot of legitimate that's, I mean, doubt that's, about that's it. the game because the Browns of how we've been bangers. playing. But I was like, I told everybody, I said, look, we're, we're going to win this game. And I, I didn't use that logic that you just gave, but. Right. I was like, nah, we're going to win this game. And oh, yeah. Right. Well, but you will next time we play the Bengals. I guarantee it because it'll be like, oh, well, it's the Bengals. Well, that's a win. Okay. And by the way, that'll be lose. the time. Right. The day the lose. Browns feel like exactly. that. That'll be the time they lose to the Bengals. <laughs> But don't know why. Don't know why it doesn't seem like the Browns can do anything wrong. Like about one of the best catches that Donovan Peoples-Jones has ever had for the Browns came in his rookie season in a Bengals game late where he did that one-handed fucking thing in the corner well, of the I mean, fucking you know, end zone. That Baker Mayfield looked like well, a I mean, genius you know, throwing the it there. Actually you know, all that stuff. A lot yeah. more than you think now. All that happened right? against the Bengals. Even if you go back in Jordan's days, yeah, you had ESPN, you had meet you had the media but it wasn't the same as now right a player can't avoid the news now okay otherwise he wouldn't be able to use a device okay so i mean now say like we go to play buffalo right no player on the browns are, are going to be avoid be able to avoid seeing how good buffalo is and hearing about the matchup right oh you, the browns can't win this blah 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 they do have to believe we're going to win it. it. Your teams are almost tested way more than they were in the past because they have to hear about it. OK, they have to psych themselves out. OK, I mean, they got to find a way. Look, we're going to win this because you just think about it. think about you're in the ruts and you got the monkey on your back about something. Right. It's like the Bengals. Right. How the Bengals have to hear about every time they play us, they have to hear about how they ain't beat us yet. Right. So then if there's any right. weighing in their minds in the back of their mind, man, we still we got to beat these motherfuckers. We ain't beat them yet. We ain't beat these guys yet. We ain't beat them. They shouldn't be thinking about that. They should be thinking about the game and how they're going to beat us, not how we always beat them. Okay? And that's your that's the doubt and stuff. I I get it. Yeah, but if you're right. if you're but, think but if you're Joey think Burrow, it's kind of hard to forget how many goddamn times they sack in your ass. ass you know, you know okay. what I mean. You can't <laughs> even avoid <laughs> it. 
Oh my God! I you know it's. I, I honestly I don't I don't know how many other sports fans are like myself. Um, I gotta believe that ESPN and the other outlets are getting the numbers that they quote unquote so desire. But I honestly, you know, you go from show to show, and all you got is a bunch of different people saying the same yeah. things, and it's it gets to the point where, you know. I can't right. even, you know. Okay, and then there's then there's the Skip Baylesses of the world, right? Who, 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 who? Honest, honest to goodness, he is so goddamn such yeah. a Cowboys fan that he'd rather have C.D. Lamb than Amari Cooper because what? Huh? Um. Yeah, and, and so you know, sitting there listening to Skip try to justify in his brain and then saying words out of his Come mouth on, to Shannon that yeah, yeah, C.D. Lamb is a better him, receiver than Amari again. Cooper it, is just yeah, like, don't do that. Really? Part. Really? Really? Yeah, no, no, but that, I don't know what the fuck. Okay, so Kevin has to lose that don't shit out that. of his system. Yeah, and Kevin, somebody, Kevin Andrew, is somebody I mean, he's gonna, talk to him after that game. He's determined to what make it that? work. Stop it. Listen. I'll show you. in your game all oh, yes, game. That's right. And We're going to get that double reverse with Amari pass Why? and a touchdown pass. That's right. Uh... <laughs> Well, look, and here's the bad part, because see, um, and I don't know why at that particular time. So I'm watching Monday Night Football ESPN. I'm watching on the ESPN app on my Apple TV. And for some reason, the ESPN app will just arbitrarily say, fuck you with your authorization where you get to put your TV provider in and and everything but right in the middle of the fucking second drive right (laughs) so by the time i get my shit put back in and i got the game back on right that play has already happened okay (laughs) no 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 we don't have the ball and i'm watching the replay of amari cooper well he passed that ball right to him and i'm like what the fuck was amari cooper passing the ball for (laughs) so i didn't see that play live i only saw the replay and i was like oh my god (laughs) right like, oh, that's not the Browns. It was impact, but there was nobody else there. He saw a guy and he threw the ball. Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong uniform. <laughs> anyway, so let's look at the game stats, guys, real quick. Let's go through this because this is a thing of beauty, I'll tell you. Um, okay, so the game was held on Monday night. Okay, the stadium was first energy stadium it was 66 degrees relatively high humidity for that time of year 69 percent winds south nine miles an hour the weather was cloudy but it was nighttime who the fuck knew right and uh listen as far as i'm concerned the referees did not have impact not, on the not game. enough what, what what's your take but, uh, on that guys hello Right, not enough to to even talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah there's always going to be a call or two where you're like, really, that's what you fucking no, saw. No, wasn't that bad? Okay, Which um, I was, but there was nothing to me that affected the outcome of the game. All right, here here's the here's the beautiful part. 
you know, we're going to talk about the rushing stats and all that, but I'm talking about balance. What you didn't see was just them handing the ball to Nick Chubb 23 times. What you saw was absolute balance because Jacoby Brissett was 17 of 22. They passed 22 times. They ran Nick Chubb 23 times. Now, overall, they were really heavy run, light pass, which is like first time this fucking season. Okay, because they had 44 total runs. Uh, Okay, so go ahead and subtract six of those because those were Jacoby Brissett scrambles at least subtract four of them because at least two of them were Jacoby Brissett intentional runs to get the first down. Okay. But, but regardless, you're looking at 40 to 20, which that's an imbalance. I'd still like to see them more balanced. I can't believe I'm saying it. They could have passed more. (laughs) Right. But not, not if you were going to sacrifice Nick Chubb getting 20 carries. Because Nick Chubb was 23 carries for 101 yards. And and Whoa. listen, hats off to the Bengals because they held Nick Chubb to 4.4 yards a carry. But that's see, but here's the thing. This is to put your head down and do the thing because, you know, they were stuffing Chubb. They were stuffing Chubb. There's a, a lot of runs where he didn't get but a yard. Maybe even got caught right. behind the line, and that's why you got to. So he just wasn't him, getting right. the yards. So, but then he'd break one, and then he'd get this seven-yard run, and then. He, but but normally that all always shakes out because it's a low amount of carries, um, and he gets the better, you know, average. But then hats off to the Bengals because they were focused on stopping the run, and and to a large degree. They did, and so that's when the Browns had to, as you know, you always hear the football analysts say, they asserted their will. Mm. No, we're going to run this fucking ball. (laughs) And they did. Kareem Hunt had 11 rushes for 42 yards at 3.8 a carry. Uh, Dearness Johnson, four carries for 17 yards, 4.3 a carry. Jacoby Brissett had six runs for 12 yards, an average of two a carry along a four, and he had a touchdown. Nick Chubb had two touchdowns. Um, now, listen, you want to talk about an anemic running game? Listen to this. Joe Mixon. And he dropped a pass. Eight rushes for 27 yards, an average of 3.4 per carry. Perrine, one rush for seven yards. Joe Burrow ran once, too. He had two yards. That's it. We held the Bengals to 36 rushing yards on 10 carries. Now, Joey Burrow was 25 of 35 for 232 yards, two TDs, Mm -hmm. and a pick. Along a 41, quarterback rating of 96.4. Jacoby Brissett, 17 of 22 for 278, a touchdown. Along of 53. Nice. Do you hear me? Jacoby Brissett completed a pass to Amari Cooper for 53 yards. Quarterback rating of 133.7. Amari Cooper, uh, he was 0 of 1. Okay. And he had a quarterback rating of 0.0, which took the overall quarterback rating for the Browns down to 110.4. Okay. <laughs> 
the fact that Amari Cooper is on that passing list is more the offense than how bad he did it. Now, there's a number of receivers that they had, but Joe Mixon, the running back, was the the top receiver for the Bengals who had seven receptions on nine targets for 32 yards. And if that's the best you can do, I will say this. Amari Cooper at five catches on seven targets for 131 yard beats wow. the shit out of that. <laughs> he had an average of 26.2 yards per catch along a 50, along a 53 and a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones, four for four, caught all four targets for 81 yards, an average of 20.3 yards per target with a long of 37. I'm like, and listen, DPJ this year to me, had, I believe, has solidified himself as a mainstay in Cleveland. I don't think he's ever the number one guy, but I think he's a solid number two receiver in Cleveland right now. Kareem Hunt caught four passes on four targets for 30 yards, an average of 7.5 along a 12. David Bell, two for two. Woods, M. Woods. Who's that? Mike Woods. Am I um, familiar with this guy? Should we? I, uh, I forget what his guy? number is. Um, he's the other guy, not Bell. You're okay. talking about. Oh God, I saw him. I can't remember his number even now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he caught a ball for six yards, and then of course Nick Chubb had had one reception on one target for three yards. Interceptions, A.J. Green. I, I like right. hearing A.J. Green, the name yeah. called, he but it's there. a Browns defender, right not a Bengals receiver, and he got a pick. I like that. Now, it's really interesting. It's really interesting because Bell for the Bengals is listed in the official stats as having an interception. Oh, yeah, that's the Amari Cooper. Because, you know, the one Jacoby Brissett uh, play where it looked like it was a the turnover, where oh, okay. it looked like it was an interception. That was one not. catch that Amari Cooper had, it was, it was close to the ground. I felt that the ball didn't bobble, but they forward. called it incomplete anyway. I was like, yeah, I thought that might have been. Yeah, but then he turned that around was, and when I on said, the long listen, pass where Jacoby Brissett going downfield like that, that, I was oh, dude, so impressed to see that happen. Okay. <clears throat> I yeah, but I'd still like to see that less. Okay. I, I'm just saying based on based on the overall capabilities of the quarterback, Jacoby Brissett is not known for his long ball game. And I I like that but I think you get into real danger if you if you're going to if you're going to see Kevin Stefanski start coming out against the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills and start to throw 50-yard passes down. I I I that's that spells disaster. I I'd like to not see that. If Joe if Jacoby if Jacoby Brissett has a 50-yard completion against the Dolphins. I'd like most of that <laughs> to be me. yak. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
All right, here's the numbers that matter. Total first downs, Browns 24, Bengals 15. By rushing, the Browns had 12, the Bengals only 3. By passing, the Browns had 12. Now talk about a balanced game. The Browns had 12 first downs rushing, 12 first downs passing. Uh, The Bengals only had 9, and... Uh, yeah, we need to work on that. The Bengals got three bit. first downs by penalty. Yeah, we had the Browns a got none. Too. Well, third down efficiency. The Bengals were the third down efficiency. The Bengals were four for 10, 40%. The Browns, eight for 13, 61.5%. Another battle won. And of course, these numbers all go together for the ultimate victory, which is the war, the game. But that that that's that's the numbers you got to do. Those that's the shit you got to tend. Fourth down efficiency. The Bengals were 0 for one. The Browns 0 that for was 0. So impressive. They didn't go for that. it on fourth down one time in that game. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they had. Well, they, they did. They did punt a couple times, so there were some fourth downs in there. But yeah. That was good. Red zone efficiency. Bengals one for one, 100%. We didn't let them get to the red zone, but when they did, they scored. The Browns were four for five, 80%. Respectable, but they didn't win that battle. Okay? Goal to go efficiency. Bengals ought for ought for ought. The Browns were three of four, 75%. And that is a good thing. If they get goal to go, <laughs> they're going to score. Well, if it's against the Bengals anyway. <laughs> and uh, time of possession, the Browns 36-45 to the Bengals 23-15. Ah, listen, I credit mm-hmm. that time of possession <clears throat> win specifically to commitment to the running game. And, and, and the, Wait, say and that the Browns time of need to continue again? to commit to the running game. They should renew their vows with the running game. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that was nice. 36-45 to 23-15. Yes. Yes. But no, it's well, the Browns should be renewing their vows to the running game. And that's it. I'm just saying. There should be a, there should be a whole Browns, reception and everything. You know think, how people renew their vows, you know, after like 25 years. I think the Browns players are down with that. I think Kevin yeah, needs Browns to be need convinced. to do that. The Browns need to do that with the running game. I don't think so. Now, now I would I would suggest that if if I if the so. most recent performance is the statement that Kevin yes, has found religion and that religion is the running game. And in, in, in you know, in, in, that's right. In the book I of mean, Bash, those are words to live by. Chapter six, verse three, it says, keep running that fucking ball. Now, in the book of Bash. Well, that's it. I'm here. I'm here. And uh, why, why am I not hearing you, Jeffrey? You there? No, okay. Um, not much. Right. I mean, I expect it as so, much. Any comments on the stats from okay. the game before we move on? I mean, okay. I was talking mostly. To Jeffrey, I but think it okay. was an impressive performance. In, from, anything or, or um, 
uh, Amari Cooper. I think he was, um, while Chubb rushed well, and we should all be happy that Chubb yeah, got his carries. Yeah, very. He was the brightest spot in the game to me because uh, he, that is, mm-hmm. that is what we're going to want when we finally get Watson. Okay, because what we're mm-hmm. expecting is Watson is going to bring in, in elite ball placement. Okay. And when you bring in elite ball placement and you pair it with elite running, okay, route running. And this is what right. is good about Amari Cooper. If this, he's not just a good receiver because he is mm-hmm. physically fast or, or strong or this or that, okay? He is right. And and what is the thing that translates no, he's to, one the of the most, best, to the longest one time of the, on the if field not the best route at runner peak in the level for receiver? Mm-hmm. Route running. Okay. I mean, Marvin Harrison made his living off of being an amazing route runner. Jerry Rice made his living off of off of being an amazing route runner. I mean, even Jerry Rice is physically gifted and stuff as he was route runner, Chris Carter, route runner. You think all your your top actual greatest receivers, okay, they ran routes. Okay. There are guys who can get it done off of their physical abilities, but when you can run a route, that that you got a lot of sustainability, you know what I mean? And it was good to see that he is. I think we're in a really if we can get Watson back and he gets to eighty five to ninety, even ninety percent, hopefully a hundred percent of what he was. Okay, that's what we're hoping for. But even even there, and you pair that with somebody like Mario, I think we we're in a we're in a good spot with that. So to me, that's the brightest spot of last game. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah and and to me outside of, i mean there he's had games don't get me wrong he's had games this year but mm-hmm. that i think overall given you know that we gave a fourth and a fifth up for him right and and given the dearth of draft picks that we have you know in the next three years um i was really wanting to see a game that tells me that Amari Cooper was worth what we gave up for. No. Okay. And I don't know that before this Bengals game, I really saw that. But I think, I think not only the suite of catches that he caught, but I mean, if you just look at the replay, the loop, you just run those on a loop, which by the way, when I was watching undisputed, that's what Shannon and, um, skip were doing they had a loop running of those catches and it's an impressive suite of catches and and i mean even the bobble in the end zone getting the feet down you know getting the feet down right after he finally secured that ball that's the kind of talent you're going to get out of amari and if you got a guy that has better ball placement than what you got now, which I would, I got to assume that it ain't going to take. Oh, yeah. Sean oh, Watson yeah. long to eclipse ball hey, placement. Guys, the other team that's doing Jacoby as bad percent. as us in the division, uh, there's a quote by Kenny Pickett. It says, it's insane to keep doing the same things over and over again and expect something different. We've been having these problems all year. It has to change. Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. The problem with 
that is that Kenny Pickett's one of the guys that's doing the same things. He's throwing a pick or two a game. Okay. And you can call him a rookie. You can tell me how he's yeah. got to grow out. I think I, I, uh, but right I mean, now, Kenny you know, Pickett is not looking like the future. All right. No, he's not. You know, you can't sustain no. that. There's not an NFL team that can sustain two picks a game from their quarterback. Well, look, I'm going to tell you something now. Um, All right. Now, right now, Kenny is, Pickett is not looking I've like the future. Been, I in really Pittsburgh. have not been watching college football. Okay. So this is, but this is observation that um, I made because my, my coworker is an Arkansas fan. Okay. And they have. Somebody has to be right. So um, they have a quarterback Jefferson, right? And you show me this. Well, somebody's got to right? be just somebody's gotta, right? this dude. He's got exactly. Cam Newton type build, okay, or bigger. He's as big uh-huh. as some other team's linebackers during there, and he's playing quarterback, okay. Um, oh, and he shows me this replay of him. Wow, basically okay. winding his way out of tackles for a sack, right, and throwing the ball, and I was like. Now, yes, that's Cam Newton-like, right? But what more readily came to my mind was Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I don't know if he has the arm of, right? Because, I mean, he doesn't get to display his arm too much or right. whatever, and it's it's decent. But he has a very low touchdown-to-interception ratio. Very low. I think he's thrown one or two picks this year or something crazy like that. Okay? And I was just thinking, I'm like, this kid's coming out. He's got the size that he's literally like, like this dude runs over people. Okay. Now, obviously getting in the NFL, they're not going to want him to do that. Okay. But if it's anything, what was historically great about Ben mm-hmm. was not even because, you know, his right. arm had to catch up to his play. They didn't ask too much out of Ben when he was first in the league. Just don't lose the game. Okay. And Ben was insanely good at not losing the game because even if you got back there to sack him, it was a right. it was a team effort to sack him. Okay, so I was like, I would not be surprised if the Steelers are right back in it for a quarterback. Okay, even yeah. though, I mean with, with all the talk with Pickett. Oh, I wouldn't. I would. I would not be surprised at all. To me, Kenny Pickett looks like a. You know, listen, he was a feel-good pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers because he was a star, a college star at Pitt. Right. Okay, so the local pu- the local public was all down with the Kenny Pickett pick, but Kenny Pickett's got the same problem that Teddy Bridgewater had. It's a hand right. size oh, issue, wow. and he's got to wear them sticky gloves just to be able to handle the ball at NFL level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, because otherwise he'd be like you remember Kurt Warner, yeah, right? Yeah, that's was his problem. Okay, Kurt was Warner was Look, the I mean, fumblingest ass quarterback in the fucking world because at, he had them small hands. He would, I mean, you give that possibility to get that personality back. We have to remember the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger had a personality, okay, of tough, okay, because they were. They could they would be tough in the running game. They were tough on defense and they were tough. It was going to be tough for you to bring down their quarterback. Everything was tough. It was just tough. So. And, and by the way, when we talk about NFL quarterbacks and small hands, we're not talking about Donald Trump's small right. hands. Okay? Or we're talking about he's got nine inch hands instead of 10 inch hands. Okay. 
All right. But he, but based on average standard man size hands, they still have big hands. Okay, so let let me just be clear. Okay, that small handed quarterback has to do with prototype. It's one of the reasons why I've always taken issue with the Browns, and I continue to take issue with them on the 2018 draft pick. I don't know who in their right mind looks at the field, has a Josh Allen there, a Sam Darnold there, and the other uh, Lamar Jackson yeah, there, mean, and all the other quarterbacks that were available. He says on all so, these guys, you, you yeah, know Baker Mayfield, that that's my dude. Okay, I and I've I've said this. Okay, I remember even way back when when I was so hard on what. Okay, in the first iteration of the podcast, when I did do some shows with you guys, I was really hard on the fact that you know secondary was season after season, week 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 week. Okay, and they didn't. We finally got Joe Hayden. When they traded Joe Hayden, I was so pissed off. Okay, now I, yeah. to me, I, I mean. Oh, yeah. So he can retire. Oh, by the way, feel good story. Joe Hayden signs with the Browns for one day so he can retire as a Brown. Right. But back to the point of that, I think the Browns can pull out my 23 jersey again. Okay. Of drafting what the league perception of was what they needed or they should draft. Because Baker was the league perception number one quarterback, not the actual. But here's my thing. Well, no, but all oh, but see, but but even when they drafted Breaker no, Mayfield, guess, the prototype quarterback wasn't see, a guy that was prototype. barely I'm six foot tall. In the hype of the, the prototype draft, quarterback is six three or better. One. We are guilty. Okay. Yeah. But, right. No, I un- I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I knew I knew that fucking Dorsey was a dumbass because if you've been doing this general managing thing as long as you're doing it, why in the world are you not looking at prototypical well, I mean, traits that you can map to success at the quarterback position? And you can't map. You can't listen. Um, Drew Brees. Yeah, no, he is the exception. Right? Look, Drew Brees got replaced because of it, even He's though he was doing good. Not the rule. Right. Yeah, Marty Schottenheimer lost his fucking job over that because the general manager said, "No, right. I need so a prototype here." Rivers, but by the way, Rivers was need an amazing this quarterback, uh, overachiever, okay. undersized overachiever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Do you remember that Are damn playoff serious? game where Rivers played with a fucking torn ACL? So it's not like they didn't replace. He Breeze literally with a chunk. finished I mean, the game. Breeze was replaced with another amazing quarterback. Amazing. But he really shouldn't have ever been happened because Breeze was already good enough. I mess. As a matter of fact, now, now Jeff, <laughs> I don't know if you were. I don't know if you were old enough to remember this one. Okay. But, Hugh, you most certainly will. The only gutsier performance I've ever seen from a quarterback was when Steve DeBerg. Right. That was. Um, finished and the was game with, out with, with a broken the pinky the, where his uh, bone was actually sticking out of the finger. He had the best fake handoff I've ever seen in my life. The Chiefs, yes, yes. Steve DeBerg with, with the Chiefs, yes. 
Oh, yeah, he was a master. And by the way, but the other oh, quarterback yeah. that was oh, just yeah. as good at that, and he was even more dangerous because he was a lefty, was Boomer. Oh, good God. Play action fake like you wouldn't believe. Because, see, that's the only thing. There's nobody that's really a good faker at this. When when the play action comes, you know, they're holding that ball way out there. Okay, it's just, it doesn't even look real. And it's like, I don't know how defensive players fall for it. But the, the Browns did, did get a good lesson. I think if they're watching the film of this past game, they're seeing, yeah, was, play action yeah, really works, but you actually twice. have to run the ball before the other team believes that you're going to be running the ball. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. so glad. I mean, play action don't work then. If they know down, you're not running, they're not, they're not even biting. I, right. It was very seldom. Come on, they only passed they only passed twenty two times the whole game. Mm-hmm. So it, it strikes me that that's I know there had to be a first down that they came out and passed, okay? Oh. Somewhere in the game, but it wasn't it wasn't like a regular thing. Well yeah. guys, I, I you know next week's opponent is ourselves. Okay, we don't play game, and I predict we're going to win. <laughs> uh, well, I'll say this: the Browns will not lose on Sunday. This is a right. game they will if win. Some, if, some, if somehow, the if somehow the Browns play. lose on Sunday, we are screwed. We are screwed. <laughs> What's Miami's record? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but that's oh, not this are week. Are we that's still going to do predictions, though? This. The Browns are off this week. There's no Browns game this week. For, for we're, we're, Predict what? I, what I'm saying is there, this you is can't the only predict what's not going to happen. The Browns that, will not be right. playing a game. There's nothing to predict. Who said that? What do bi week bonanza? My ass. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. We do a bi week week. We do a bi week bonanza every year. The bi week bonanza. That's when we bi week bonanza. We Damn, they're in third place, but they're five and about. three. We can Hell. sit around and talk about shit wow. that needs to be talked about. The Dolphins and the Jets, both five and three. Bill I mean, six. Yeah, that four. mean that division is. Who is uh, right the, the Dolphins? I honestly, yeah. Well, and and I, I'll tell you what: if you haven't learned anything yeah. else about the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa is the real fucking deal, people. Now, I you know I don't wish any bad on anybody, but you know he nope. has been susceptible to being concussed. No and he's going to have Miles Garrett coming at his ass it's, when the Browns meet him. That could that could not be good for him. But no we'll sh- talk about that and we'll predict that next week. I mean, we won't we we don't have to get together and talk for right. a still long shoot, time next week, but we should get together and talk. There's going to be all kind of, you know, bi-week news. Wow. And if I do not miss my guess, let, I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up right now because I think I, there's another, uh, there's another uh, 
wrinkle, if you will, as far as the next podcast goes. Because while we did not publish the episode, is it a lost episode? It is still an episode. Oh, you know, yeah, it's a lost episode, but I, I am so, I am so bad at what I do. This is the superstition episode. This is episode 13. <clears throat> so we'll go out the door with the oh, superstition wow. theme, okay? Damn. Yeah, this is episode 13, guys. Yeah, the Patriots the Patriots was episode 12. I totally lost track. No. I am no. so not organized. Um Hey, Somebody should really put their foot Everybody drops up my the ball every once in a while. Ernest Biner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never want to remember that again. Yeah, it was. Stop. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. We're not cursed, mm-hmm. and you know, but they kept doing it at the, you know, coming in and out of the football game. You know, there's got to be a cutoff. They kept showing the you know, binder fumble. I'm like, dude, Browns. I don't want to see that shit. We are a different team. It's a new era. We don't want to know. Different coach, different regime. Come on now. Okay, I'm going to just say this, okay? While we're not that team, this team reminds me more of that team than anything else. Down to the coach. Because, listen, Marty Schottenheimer was a frustrating thing to deal with in postseason. And why? Why? Oh, yeah. Because in a close game where he's trying to sit on a three-point lead playing prevent defense. Okay. I mean, the other thing that I have to say no matter and what you happens you don't here. sit on three point leads well okay. i'm saying no matter what happens it kind of contradicts what i'm about to say um, okay so not that's wrong verbiage if the worst happens here okay <clears throat> and the browns and the worst it does fall all under browns don't make playoffs i don't care what anybody has to say i do not expect watson to come back and look amazing but that does not defeat the fact that that is two years yeah. straight right Right. That does not take away two straight years of having one of the that best. That mean he can't be serviceable, right? Okay. <laughs> I did just, it, it, you keep always hearing it's about, it's a league about results. It's a league about results. Okay. So keeping that in mind, okay, at the end of this season, if we do not make the playoffs, defense has to be addressed. We lost way too many games this mm-hmm. season. Because of defense or silly stuff like special teams and play calling. Okay. Those are all things that are supposed to be stellar. Okay. All those are supposed to be rocks. Well, okay. For instance, for instance, but, but for instance, the scheme, the scheme is a problem because given the corners that we have who almost to a man in college were part of extremely good man right. coverage teams. Like, and in most cases we're running zone. Right. No. Now look, I'm not I didn't 
I'm playful. And it I'm doesn't not, like, make a lick of sense employees. to anybody that's looking at down. it. But as I hear people like, like I said, I worked with somebody who did play, right? And he watched the Browns game because he had a chance to watch because it was actually, you know, the nationally televised one game on, right? Yeah. Uh, and and he uh he actually made some critiques to me about it. Okay. And it wasn't stuff that's far off of what we've been saying. Okay. And then, I mean, I'm just saying, okay, the, the stuff that people are saying, Mm -hmm. right. It's hard for me to imagine Joe Woods. And unless, unless somehow the, the Browns actually put together a playoff run, and the defense is very highly figured into it. It's hard for me to imagine, given the talent on this defense, that the Browns okay. don't, uh, as an organization, out, look at one specific what thing can we do better at defensive at. coordinator. Okay, because this he got to see them do. I informed him that they do not do this all the time. He's like, they look real uh-huh. good in play action. So I'm just saying. So that means we have to run that ball and we got to be able to play play action. There's too many times that we're sitting there and now nobody in the backfield. You know what I mean? Running backside. I mean, he said he even said they look good when they whenever they ran play action. They do. But when they went to play action, stuff popped. And that's when stuff started happening. Why is it? What in the world is it when they have Kareem Hunt in the game? He never lines up as a running back behind but, the right, quarterback. I'm making those points. He is to always say that see, standing not, next to Jacoby I, I know Brissett what I in the shotgun. Right, but I'm not knowledgeable on, 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 like, you know, I played, this might be what they're doing type of breakdown, right? But when you talk to somebody who does, right, and then they're, like, seeing the same thing mm-hmm. you do, and they even make a comment like, man, they look good when play action had to go down. They look good. And you're like, yeah, but they don't do that. They did that last night, but they don't really do that. You know what I mean? And you're like, see, I have been seeing the right thing. They are not doing what they should be. Yeah. Yeah, somebody who watched it. Somebody who watched the Monday night right. game well, yeah, I don't think might they get got the wrong, wrong idea about, about the Browns. The Browns. They got the wrong unless, idea unless of course, this is a turning point. point. Okay? Because that's not what we've been seeing every game. Right. Because I took offense to Troy Aikman saying that this is, oh, this is how Stefanski calls the games. Right. He does this. No, he doesn't, Troy. If he'd been but doing this, the Browns I wouldn't be fucking two. Okay, they did it. It worked. Two and five coming into this game. Right. Okay. <clears throat> right. Hey guys, I thought I'd let you right. know. Right. I just that's what I want. Uh, Keep doing what you Eagles did are playing on Monday night. night football. What a team that is. Uh, uh, Texans. It's a really. It's that's an interesting game. It's like the best. Yeah. Who are they playing? By the way, the worst. Oh, God. That means they're going to be undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like Lovey Smith and the right Texans now, to stand up and win possibly. one for yeah. the old Gipper. <sighs> oh, look. If anybody's going to pee in somebody's Wheaties like that, it's going to be Lovey Smith, man, with those Texans. Oh, yeah. 
They ain't going. They'll they ain't going spoiler. into the playoffs this year, but they're going to pee in some people's Wheaties. Okay. Well, and I, I definitely want them to spoil because while I think that I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a good team, I in no way think that they should at this point be undefeated. Okay, and and come on, let's get them off of the fucking snide they, here. They're going to clinch on the snide. We, we need they need a loss. We need to stop this now. This must be stopped. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, we don't have to worry about who's winning the East here pretty fucking soon. Anyway, um, for the good of the order, anything else to bring up? Uh, because uh, no game to predict as far as the Browns. There's no game being played, and we will see no. you guys next week. And with the bye week bonanza, this has been the superstition episode. So let's talk about that for a second. Any superstitious thing you're going to do to make sure <laughs> uh, that, that we really win the next game? I, Are you going to not change your underwear? Uh, I'm just going to look what, for what whatever it? they eat in Miami, you know. You know, some. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say this: you all should be thanking me. I ate a Reuben as because well. Because the Browns well, won because of so me. I went to Firehouse because I ate a <laughs> Reuben. I got the New York on Monday. I got some sauerkraut and I got some Russian dressing uh-huh. and I got okay. some horseradish. I mixed my sauerkraut, okay. and my horseradish, and Russian dressing. Right. I put it on my sub and I made it a Reuben. I also ate a Reuben. Just no rye. And there you go. That's a might as well have been a Reuben. I got I I, I got a I got a Reuben grill from Culver's. So that means we have and to have I, I believe you did that same thing, Hugh. So there it is. The superstition episode worked. That's it. Well, no, no only when we play right. Cincinnati. Exactly. A Cuban. Exactly. For, for Miami, it's gotta be something else. I don't know. Maybe you gotta have a Cuban. Hey, man, seek and you shall find. And if you can find a good, authentic Cuban man, you will not be mad. Hey, you can find it. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. You won't. Off subject, Um, Kyrie gets suspended for five games for not apologizing. And they were really good. Uh Uh-huh. No. Good. Um, listen, I'm not going to get into the controversy. I I think I I, I think that um, right. It's a little yeah. over the top calling the piece that Kyrie posted anti-Semitic. Um, it is it is a very controversial movie in terms of the opinion. Um, if you're not familiar with the title, it is called "From Hebrews to Negroes: Wake Up, Black America." Okay, Um, if you're not familiar with that subject matter, that's great. I'm not promoting that movie. I think that Kyrie needs to be more self-aware in terms of him posting something like that and why that is bad in terms of his. But the big uproar and all of the media people that are coming out and saying he posted this anti-Semitic film these people have never even exposed themselves to the information right. in this exactly. film to be able to call it that they're calling it that because somebody else called it that. And all I will say is that there is no place 
for a public figure like right. Kyrie Irving to be able to be interpreted as right. that. So sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. I mean, okay, and uh, yeah, I, just, I guess just, I have no you know, not too much comment at all. That, I think, bullshit, bay. Look, I um, think right now the media is trying to be on the witch hunt because of what yeah. Kanye has been doing. No okay. doubt, because. Because what this is is what this is is you're basically trying to put somebody in the anti yeah I um, mean Semitic category because something they they pushed because oh, I haven't looked at it either I've not looked at any of you know, this but I'm getting part. from the title I'm saying that it looks like they're trying to put him anti Semitic just because of what he said pushes in the direction that they think or they think pushes in the direction to harm Jewish community. I think, okay. I think the sad part is that there's not the same energy behind someone saying that about right, exactly. slavery or something. But like what that. I'm saying is that stuff that doesn't even actually do that. Okay. Right. Even if you even if you look into some of that stuff, if it's what I think it is, okay. Like I said, I've looked at it for what I what I think it is. It's not saying that somebody who is or is something now isn't. They're saying there there were people that are now not thought of as that thing were. Okay. So that's not anti-Semitic. That's not what that is. So so. That's what I'm saying right now. It yeah, seems like exactly. a witch hunt off of what Kanye was doing. Yep. So right. It's a yeah. And, well, exactly, exactly. And it's a thought police kind of fucking thing. And but what I think would be more beneficial for Kyrie and for any this athlete in the public eye. Um. Listen, I, I can't tell you how to relate to social media. I can't tell you how to relate to social media as an individual, as a person. That is a, that is an individual's choice. Um, my own particular approach is that, you know, I got a number of things that I feel, think, and, no, absolutely and not. believe. I mean, and the, but that but is another thing. my Look, place I, to try to convince the world. You're going to be somebody with the, um, with the platform, right? And you are going to attempt to say what you say to push mm -hmm. an opinion, okay? Um, and help, you know, you feel that your your need to help make pe mm -hmm. give people the visualization of what you're speaking, okay? And, and push forward a vision, okay? You can't. You, I mean, you you got to be willing to take the criticism and, and the hit for it. I mean, I'm. With anything that's ever happened, is it right sometimes? Right. You know I mean, look, biracial families have gone through it. Gays have gone. I actually thought about this a while back because I was thinking about the whole transsexual thing. Right. And um, we were, I talked to somebody. We kind of got into entitlement. Right. And how they feel like they're mm -hmm. entitled not to just be accepted. Right. But almost mm -hmm. past just exception. Like Pat, like given something because you know what I mean? I should be able to do this. So give me the avenue to do it. Not just 
hey, you have the right to pursue it, right? It's almost like, hey, give me something so I can do it, okay? When that's, no, that's not how that should work. There's no other right. group of people or people wanting something that fought for that thing, they got that, okay? Biracial couples didn't get that. Gays didn't get that, okay? Gays had to create their own community, right? okay? Now, they get what they want now because they created, they put themselves in a power structure. I mean, that's just true. Okay. Right. Or they're a voting block and they actually have jobs in which to help each well, other. Well, they're, they're a voting block. Okay. They're a voting yeah. block now. I mean. Right. I mean, and the, the, but, but the bottom line is, is that an athlete, a high profile athlete, um, should not necessarily platform or give his platform over to somebody just because they made a documentary movie that right. he liked because how other people view that is much listen in cancel culture right. being what it is exactly. just all you got to do is issue. be say the exactly. unpopular thing right and then it's an issue <clears throat> And then it's an issue and all that could be avoided. And then to then to top it off, what what a dumpster fire the fucking Brooklyn Nets are now with the, the Kyrie Irving thing. They fire Steve Nash and, and Ime Uduka so is going is to be the new head coach. If, that, if he hadn't been signed already, on the, um, he's expected well, to at any time. Uh, message board for the Cavs and they were talking about... Uh, um, retired jerseys and stuff. I was like, oh, oh, uh, one day love Kyrie and LeBron will be up in the rafters. And then somebody was like, well, no, everyone but Kyrie. And I was like, man, I've said it would be a travesty and they might be the only, the Cavs would be the only example of any team in, in, in other franchise. There'd be no other NBA franchise that has their only championship. The guy who hit the shot was the second best player on the team, not up the rafters with the other guy. So, I mean. And listen, that's exactly right. I don't believe that. You right. Listen, right. Kyrie's actions since he left Cleveland him. have been the problem with Kyrie. All right. Right. No. Matter of exactly. fact, and it started with the decision and it started with the decision to no, leave Cleveland look, with Kyrie himself. I'm not, this I'm not Kyrie himself this, this year has come on. I right shouldn't have now, done that. Let's just look at I shouldn't have left and right gone now, to Boston. Right. And look at all the decisions. We look at where LeBron is, where love is, and just look at all the decisions. Right. Okay. Had Kyrie stayed, okay, they might still be the team that's talked about going back to the championship against Golden State right now. Yeah. Both those teams would still probably be the power structures, okay? I mean, he ended that. That's very true. He ended that power structure. I mean, they, they had problems with that team. They still needed center addressed and stuff, but... But you know what I'm really glad about? I, I'm glad that oh, yeah. well, he Kevin Love being he, the one that he stayed, the that he is finally getting to see some success. The dark part, okay. Now Beyond he's that able to step down and be a contributing role player, okay. And he's getting to benefit from the from doing hey, that. I mean, hey he's, guys, yeah. I got mm -hmm. some sad news. Go for it. Uh, 
The first punter ever to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, Ray Guy, dies at 72 years old. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ray Guy. No shit. Well, interestingly enough, the first punter to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, certainly if he's not already a Hall of Famer, will be. Uh, and he was like the first right. punter oh. ever to be drafted wow. in the first round, Sebastian Janikowski. Janikowski. Both played for the same team, the Raiders. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Interesting enough. So let, let's get the hell out. Let's get the hell out of here, guys. How about that? Okay. So we are now uh, bringing in what, what we should have entered the system in. But this is the superstition theme because this is episode 13 of TBF, a Browns fans podcast. We thank you for having listened and we enjoyed delivering it to you. And uh, superstition works, baby. If you're playing the Bengals, you eat a Reuben, your team is going to win. I know it. I have proof. Right? That's how that shit works, right? That's it. That's it. Well, it's been a pleasure talking about a Browns win. It's been a pleasure talking about a 6-1 and one Cavs team who haven't lost since opening day. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's been a pleasure just talking to you guys anytime because I like to do that. But in the meantime, in the in-between time, and until it's that time, what time's that? Time for TBF, a Browns fans podcast, episode 14, the bi-week bonanza. Okay, this is Paul. Hugh and Jeff for TBF for Browns fans podcast saying we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.